0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
1: This episode is brought to you by Seed. Probiotics are most effective when they make it to your colon alive.
0: That's why C developed a patented 2-in-1 capsule that safeguards viability of its DSO-1 daily symbiotic through digestion to deliver the maximum
2: dose to your colon. No refrigeration necessary. Visit C.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get
0: 25% off your first month.
2: Hello there, my Filmmakers Podcast listeners. It's Giles here. We recorded a brilliant podcast this week with the team behind the feature films, The Stolen, but it was two hours long, which is OK. I normally cut it down to about 45 minutes for you, but there was so much good stuff in here. I didn't want to cut out. So I'm going to give you it in two parts. This one released today, now the one you're listening to on a Tuesday as normal, is all about the film The Stolen and the team, how they made it, what they went through. The second part, which is out on Friday, is all about filmmaking tips and tricks from the journeys of our guests, the films they've made, what they've worked on. There's some amazing tips and information for filmmakers from a producing standpoint, for one thing, but also from a director's point of view, working with named actors, making a film on a credit card, what to do after you make your first film, which is very important and so useful. Definitely listen to that on Friday. So without further ado, do enjoy this week's Double Podcast. Part one is now, how to make an indie western. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to fuck it up in our very, very humble opinion. I
0: said fuck Christian for the first We've time. Just
2: been <laughs> We've always said F. F it up. I've always said F it up. Today it's I said fuck up. We it We just up. had
0: a chat literally seconds before we start recording about the use of the word the F word, the C word,
2: and what you shouldn't, shouldn't do. Yeah, and you. But I've used it. And you fucked it up. I did. Um, today we're talking about how to make an international co-production with the stolen filmmakers, a feature film made in New Zealand. I am Giles Alderson, co-writer and director of the psychological art-house horror feature film *The Dare*, released next year. In brackets, uh, *World of Darkness* feature <laughs> documentary and producer of horror comedy *A Serial Killer's Guide to Life*. Our regular host, Andrew Roger, is filming. Dan Richardson is hosting the Remembering Rhinos charity event at the Royal Geographical Society for the Born Free Foundation. But luckily, we are joined by our other host, an esteemed director of Zomcom, Stalled, Freakout and Fanged Up, released next year in brackets. It's Christian James! Too, too good. So we are here at Soho Voices Studio today, a delightful place with five voiceover recording studios conveniently based across two sites in the heart of London, Soho and Fitzrovia. They are set up for any audio post-production and voice recording. The engineers here, Andy included, who's recording us now, will ensure that it's all sounding to the highest standard and can even whip up some creative sound effects, mixes and bespoke music tracks if you so wish. So... Head to SohoVoices.co.uk or call Peter saying we sent you, we sent you, of which I am sure he will be delighted to get all your calls. Have they
3: got a unique fart? But No, like a no. fart sound that no one else has. That they would be amazing. I've got one of those. <laughs> fart? Andy, have you got one of those? <laughs> Is he just nodding? Saying, well, sh- Are we sitting <laughs> Demonstrating. <laughs> telling us you know I mean? about Just a bit like a little thing, a bespoke fart? Yeah. Do you want, a, do you want that fart? Do you want a fart from,
2: That would be know, amazing. Bespoke kind of fart. fart. Yeah. We want a really deep, bassy, sweaty fart. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Love that. Well, really? if we've got any time at the end of today's session, we could, we could all maybe... We make that awesome. Yeah, um, no,
4: you could. <laughs> Do Girls you don't fart. Yeah. No,
2: they don't. No. I've noticed that. Um, you've heard them already. They're our guests today. Very excited to have them here. <laughs> Gillian McGregor, Emily Corcoran and Neil Johnson. They are the team behind the adventure western The Stolen, which is on general release now. A feature film starring Alice Eve, Jack Davenport, Richard O'Brien, Graham McTavish and one of our guests today, Gillian McGregor. Hello, and obviously, Emily, Emily, but that comes in my next book. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that, I've written down I, in my next bit. I didn't say
4: bit. anything. there was a point. There was a
2: point.
1: I was <laughs> like, oh my God, you forgot <laughs> Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's in it as well, by the way.
2: Um, Shall I tell them a little bit about yourself and you can correct me if this is wrong? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, great. Yeah, great. okay. okay. Gillian McGregor, she's an award-winning actress, that's better. Her other credits include the pretty acclaimed sci-fi drama Beyond, a Lonely Place to Die. Joey Answers Street Fighter Resurrection. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, what do we call it? A TV miniseries Mini TV about Street yeah. Fighter. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, and Nicola Tesla and the End of the World, for which she won the Best Actress Award at the Valencia Film Festival. Sound good?
1: That sounds good. That sounds like Jillian. Just keep telling game? me about the award-winning bit. Again yeah. and again. Yeah,
2: she's award-winning.
1: <laughs> award-winning. We
0: won't mention your name, but prefixing it with award-winning. With award-winning. <laughs>
2: Talking of award-winning, we also have Emily Corcoran, the producer and writer of *The Stolen*, who also stars as Honey. See, I wrote dun, it dun, in. Dun. Dun. <laughs> she's you're worked. What's Yeah, you should. Yeah, now. you should. So right. everyone could see you pointing. She has worked on screen and stage in a number of award-winning roles, um, of which are. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: uh, the feature film country of hotels my good mate matthew butler's two down by oh, the way
4: oh i only had a nice small part in that but it was quite no one funny knows that. i know well you yeah. will remember me though small Yeah.
2: anyway um Moussaka and chips right yeah. and the quite wonderful gritty drama the governors yeah. and she can be seen in the tv series mars that's right. She also runs Cork Films and has produced the feature films Clash of the Dead, Super Bob, Winter, Luke Hyams, my also good mate, Exmoor, Confine, starring Daisy Lowe and Alfie Allen, and The Survivalist, to name a few. Yeah? Yeah.
4: Yeah, I think wow. maybe the key one you're missing is sisterhood, though. <laughs> that comes later.
1: We're
0: getting it
4: a from getting
0: a you. guys have got to let us breathe. Just can't. relax,
1: everyone. Just, it's, it's relax. <laughs> just relax. It's all
2: good. Sisterhood is coming <laughs> <laughs> up. We're on tenterhooks. hooks. What? When is he going to say what he's going to say? Sisterhood was your first film. We Were talking about that? Your debut feature film as producer and
4: star. Yeah, I'll just trust you from now on. We might
0: look unprofessional. (laughs) When they do, they look completely
4: at (laughs) Ridiculous.
2: And joining them is the director of the Starlin, Neil Johnson. You're gonna give him a clap. What are you gonna do? You're gonna do something. To get a point. Just just a point (laughs) Point. save everything else for
4: later. I I was just going to say as well, (laughs) and co-writer.
2: And co-writer. Thank you. I'm really glad you did that. He also directed The Big Swap, The Ghost of Greville Lodge. Keeping Mum, starring Rowan Atkinson, Patrick Swayze and Dame Maggie Smith. Last year's fantastic Mum's List. You like the word mum quite a bit. Yeah, I know. Which yeah, is starring, starring yeah. Rafe Sport. And he also wrote the chillingly haunting White Noise for Universal, starring Michael Keaton. Welcome to the show, Julie McGregor, Emily Corcoran and Neil Johnson. Thank you. <laughs> thank you oh, thank you just so two much. claps now. That's all right.
1: Well, you can't clap yourself. Well, we do. You. We can clap. <laughs> we
0: can, uh,
2: ADR some crowd. <laughs> well, up. ADR, it's alright, Andy's on it now. Yeah. He's getting a special. Can one of them <laughs> fart yeah, yeah. while they're
3: clapping? As
2: you say. That.
3: <laughs> so let's let's
2: talk the stolen. You both wrote it. <laughs> Uh, Neil and Emily, Emily, about Emily this. created it. Emily so created, created it, it from her story. So tell yeah, tell us what it's about because it is out in cinemas oh. now. You can go see it. It's do, wonderful. Do, it's do brilliant it. fun. Where can we see it as well? Oh, sorry,
4: well, both. really, our uh, distributor Ascendant Releasing is doing um, an our screen release. Mm-hmm. So, um, though you can find all the booking links um, on our website, thestolenmovie.com, it's also on our screen. So, there's specific places you can see it so it's on it um in london at the ritzy and brixton the clapham picture house and the picture house central and piccadilly um and then it's on throughout the rest of the country as well in different places um some are going to have more you know the usual cinema bookings clevedon and we're talking to cambridge and Mm -hmm. so the by the time this comes out they could be on there but they'll be all on the website how did it come about i'll tell you that yeah. so so um it's set in the 1860s at the time of the gold rush and when um, new zealand was being colonized mostly by europeans mm-hmm. um and chinese well there was a lot of chinese that were following the gold and not necessarily intending to stay um my father had the first gold refinery in new zealand and wow. so and we lived at some point on the West Coast where a lot of this happened. And um, so I had from childhood quite a good knowledge of the Gold Rush. It was part of my, my mythology, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That was part yeah, of where yeah. I came from. And I'd also done this trip over the mountains in the car, obviously, from Christchurch to the West Coast, East Coast to West Coast, multiple, multiple times. And so that was also part of my psyche. You know, it was that journey. Uh, which is quite extraordinary and unlike anything that you'd see anywhere else in the world because the landscape changes so dramatically in the space of a three-hour drive. You know, it's crazy. So that that was part of it. I'd done Sisterhood. I was really wanting to um, do something else that was female-based. Um, I knew that um, we needed to get a really good name to do something of the size. I wrote Great supporting characters, female supporting characters, in the hope that I could also be in it. And within those perimeters, the the story uh, came about. The other thing that's worth pointing out is that in order for it to work and the story to ha- be compelling. And to take advantage of this big journey, we needed not to have any telephones, faxes. Mm-hmm. Well, you we don't have faxes anymore. How embarrassing. Pages. Email, email, Game Boys, yeah, teleporters. Yeah. You know, right? What so means. you know, record players and stuff. stuff. Yeah, I'll just. Yeah, <laughs> I am so old and so uh, it being set in the 1860s worked well it is mm. it's
3: it's a New Zealand western um, yeah, well, I think it's a
4: British western well, it's, it's quite British. British it's a mix yes, isn't it a, yes
3: well it's a British production I guess mm. it's, a kind of a New Ze- it's a New Zealand western in, in that because it's set in the 1860s actually a cast of colonials mm. um, with but a, a lot of warrior, them are features, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. The, the European settlers um, British Irish um, uh, Scottish uh, German The first half of the movie is a wagon trail story, and that's because Alice Eve plays Charlotte Lockton, who is a a colonial who's just arrived from England with a husband who's setting home up on on the um, east coast of the South Island. He's murdered, and her child, her baby, is kidnapped. And the ransom notes that she gets, because she's from a very wealthy family back in England, she can trace them uh, to a gold mining town on the other side of the island. And to get across the mountain to that gold mining town, she needs to join a, a wagon load of dancing girls and and gold diggers and the men who work for the man who was building this town over on the west coast Um, and that man is played by jack davenport and so the story starts being a journey across uh, new zealand and the second half of the film is when she gets to the mining town she has to find her kid but has to navigate her way around all these characters who she suspects could be could be holding her child What's really interesting, I think that really appealed to me, and I, I, I was saying the other day, we came up with this phrase, uh, or this, this spin on it, and I think it came from us writing the producer-director vision of it. Most In, in an American Western, you would have your wagon trail story, and you'd have your sharpshooter, and you'd have the nasty guy who turns out to be quite a good guy, really, mm-hmm. and you'd have the psychopath, and you'd have the scout, who's the native, who actually is more than just a token character, he's got his own backstory. You have all of those. And usually you have a bunch of women in the wagon and you kind of get to know a little bit about them, but they're mainly the dancing girls. This film is about the women in the wagon. Mm-hmm. you still got those other characters, um, but actually the film goes inside the wagon and tells the story of these women. it focuses on on on, on Charlotte Lotton not Alice Eve's character mainly. And that was a real appeal is you're taking these conventions of a Western. One, you're putting them through the lens of it being New Zealand and New Zealand history. But because it was an outlaw land and it was a wild land. It was, there was a wild west. It was a west of the North the, Island and the South Island. There
4: was, was... no um, functioning society in, in a lot of those places. So we're talking no policing, obviously, mm-hmm. but also no mayors, no any form of of um, social restriction. So for the first time, particularly the women, they had this amazing freedom. They They were literally having multiple partners. They were mm, going yeah. and making money, doing all sorts of questionable things. Nobody judged them. There was just... They had loads of freedom. I mean, mm-hmm. it was quite cosmopolitan because mm-hmm. they were... And they were drinking. I mean, they were Good drunk. for them. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so mean, just was, like now, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... It, 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 Night out in... Um, it's incredible. And, and it wasn't till the so, sort of civilization started to encroach and the towns started to be built that actually they got restricted back down to which is, yeah. which is yeah. the story
3: of the American West as well so it's yes. why it's like a Western I mean, but it's an inversion of it but yeah. so, it's playing with all those devices and that's what's such fun about make, was fun about making this mm. film Um, is you're playing with the conventions of a Western yeah. but in the context of New Zealand history and with this complete kind of spin of it being about the, the and
4: the landscape so oh, you're doing the, the, the Western shots oh, yeah. but, mm. but big, big very yes. different sure. landscapes big close ups against
3: big landscapes yep. I mean yeah. we try to avoid mid shots because they just I mean are you have to have a few but the intent was always to get into a close-up of a face or against a wide shot that is cinema and that's Western language as well as cinema language and
2: that's something I noticed when I was seeing it how beautiful those shots were and it was just stunning you You know the backdrop of New Zealand Mm. was beautiful Mm. how did you go then from did you shoot any of it in the UK first of all no everything was shot in New Zealand how did that work in terms of getting English people across? Was it co-production that way? What um, happened?
4: Really interestingly, um, it it isn't an official co-production, no. Mm-hmm. And the reason was that um, because I qualify, if you like, for both countries, because I've lived here for over 20 years, but I'm born in New Zealand, I ticked enough bol- boxes culturally for the cultural test in New Zealand for us to be a New Zealand production. If we'd if we done the co-production, it would have restricted um, what we could have done financially mainly. Right. But we also qualified enough because of all of the British crew um, and people that were involved because we did the post over here um, and we took, I mean, we even took our first AD. Mm. <laughs> over. Wow. Yeah. We tick enough boxes with the BFI. We've just been certified British. Well. amazing yes which is wonderful and it wasn't an utterly independent production I mean, that's what, it was it was completely, completely independent, it, 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 what it you was just yeah, yeah it was i mean it was terrifying and painful and i wouldn't advise it but yeah it was it was and um so actually bringing the um we we had two sort of heads of department art director and a makeup artist who lived in here anyway, but were Kiwis and wanted to go back. And they bizarrely were both from Christchurch where we shot it. So they both wanted to go back. So right. that was quite weird. And then taking Jordan out first yeah, just made sense right. because Jordan and Neil were stuck in the UK. I couldn't afford to get them out there any earlier. And so they were able to do the scheduling and whatnot mm-hmm. together. we together on the
3: fight
2: room. Jordan, and we
4: had... Room, so we got a and I see
2: bringing your team mm-hmm. with you. That's well, what it's all about. Well,
4: absolutely. And, and the thing is, and I've worked with him since sisterhood, Jordan. So um, There you go, even better. Um, and also there is a... For the director, but also everybody else. It's just terrifying if you're first as is not nice. And mm. and the idea that uh-huh. Neil might ha- have to use somebody he'd never met before mm. was a bit it was a bit scary. It's overwhelming
0: it? that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's generally like you know, week one you think, oh, I don't think this verse is very good. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's too late like, to yeah. anything about it. And yeah. you want know. someone who mirrors
3: your style and we're both yeah. me and Jordan we're quite relaxed and very friendly and we don't You're mind. not shouters. Yeah and we no, don't no. we don't demand quiet and this sort of stuff. We just kind of have a bit of fun and then we just expect professional Professionalism to turn sure. on at the right point. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: you know. We expect, we expect I mean, little did he
3: know. Don't, yeah, it, further yeah, than yeah. the expectation. It's better. You know, he's great, Jordan. Yeah. yeah, fantastic.
4: That's really good. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: um, how did you manage to raise the finance for it? Oh.
1: God. Do you, know? Do you no. know? How is this I don't to start. This is one of these. I don't know whether I. myself. Yeah. <laughs> um,
4: it was really, really terrifically complicated, mm-hmm. and um, as I said, I wouldn't advise it. But it was the only way this particular film would get made. I had the New Zealand tax break, so they've got a very good one if it's a New Zealand film or considered a New Zealand film. It's forty percent. Wow, which is what it was off, in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a it's uh, considered a grant, so you mustn't. That even though it works like the tax credit does here, it's uh, considered a grant. Okay. They're giving you money, as far, well, but it is based upon how much you spend. Right. Um, that became incredibly complicated when it should have been simple because of the British coming in and out and all that kind of thing and um, where all the money came from. <laughs> so we had money from the UK. Um, private which, investors? Private investors. Yep. Okay. Um who we were doing we were doing EIS and SEIS Mm -hmm. so there was we had to be very careful to ensure it was British enough etc and that the ownership of the New Zealand company was owned by the by the British EIS company Mm -hmm. production company and all that so that was nail-biting because we had to get pre-approval and we didn't till the nth out, I mean like literally and and they oh, that was just terrible, wow. and they couldn't raise more, so you know I was a lot of the time I was playing catch up in the middle of the night, of course, because I was Oof. in New Zealand, phoning the other side of the world. then a German bank came in through a uh, uh, my co producer Michael Geidel who had tried different sources of financing out of Germany and none of them had stuck and he he was on it for about five years as well and he just kept going he was like a ever ready bunny he was great and he um finally found this uh bank who would consider doing it and I really didn't think that they would but It took two years of talking, Mm. and they did. And that was kind of the henchman. Once we knew we had the bank, Mm. we knew that we could make it because it was was a big chunk of money. Then I had a philanthropist, Sir Douglas Myers, who did it because he put money in. He was a Kiwi but lived here in the UK, and he had been kept being asked to donate money for the earthquake in Christchurch and he wanted to create jobs rather than just give money, So, which we did. Mm-hmm. We had another British financier which dropped out right at the last minute as I was closing oh, because, no. because it, their terms didn't fit with the bond and all this kind of stuff. And so I had to convince one of the other financiers to – stump up quite a bit more cash but they did that was doing prep
0: wasn't it that was when
4: I was in oh it was just a board. nightmare so suddenly
0: you're like 20-30% down in money was it, was, um,
4: would you have gone ahead had you not got that or was it we it? couldn't because it had to be bonded and it could only oh. be bonded if it was completed and then we had issues because the bond had to be German because we had to spend money in Germany mm-hmm. and the bond in Germany didn't confused. fit I'm exactly already, not, it didn't yeah, fit was, ve- so, well, also, see, my why, why brain my brain
0: can't process this stuff it's just and not then, well, well, and then the schedule changed because we
3: had, to cut, we had to cut the script to fit the schedule and then we had to have a whole other conversation with the Bond so we had one conversation with the Bond company yeah. based on the version of the script that they wow, looked at okay, yeah. and then it was just more to get it we just signed have off. to change this script mm-hmm. and Obviously, then the Bond got alerted that the script had changed we had to have another conversation no. <laughs> to explain why the script had changed yet the schedule was the same this is where Neil was say, yeah. just you know, brilliant
4: because he's so convincing so it was even though he was like I'm not really sure and I'm going like, to just just because it just because I mean,
3: you know, it, the biggest thing was uh, that the schedules the same mm-hmm. yet yet we're making less script and it was just to explain so you almost without saying the, the previous version was, was there for unachievable. Right. That's it, yeah, yeah. yeah. It so was it. trying to say, well, this is... The, um, but there was enough new there was enough new stuff to yeah. say, well, actually, the attention's going here rather than there. I mean, it just it's the usual things, but it's just when when there's little vulnerable patches like you had, yeah. everyone's on high alert mm. for that any shift of the circumstances. Uh, yeah, God. you're so worried that it all just like a house of cards. Well, and it could is. have done. You know, and it is
4: a house of cards, mm-hmm. isn't it? It was, and, and it was only because some of the money was i could be spending it without the bond being closed that it actually continued but i had to borrow money and all sorts of stuff and go and convince the bank to go into overdraft and all that kind of thing and it was really really stressful what would you do differently again (laughs) i just wouldn't really use that many partners i mean that's the thing it was because there were so many different players but as i said then if i had really refused to do that, probably wouldn't have been made. No.
2: Yeah, because you needed them all
3: yeah, to... Yeah, to to yeah, yeah. Because we, we used to say a lot, didn't we, the last time we are going to do some period film in <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand, yeah, yeah. there were things about the project that meant it was a, a struggle to get it taken seriously mm. by the financiers, and that so, was female lead in a Western And distributors, adventure. I mean, yeah. we'd
4: get really good script mm. readings, wouldn't mm, we? Yeah, really yeah, good, like, yeah. love it and everything, but, yeah. oh, the genre, oh, yeah. there's a woman in it. You know, at all, no, no. There's a woman in the lead, and it's the genre where a woman in the lead doesn't really work, or it's a, you know, and it, it was so um, perplexing because yes, they kept saying that the quality of the thing was great, but yet they wouldn't. Backhead. and It didn't have a
3: spin it wasn't like we had a female lead who was slaughtering everyone in like a blood fest there was no yeah. spin like that the yeah. it was a story wasn't there it? Was it was a story? A traditional, it's a very traditional yeah it's always
0: to a strange thing to say oh this won't work because it doesn't exist yet you'd think yeah. that would be the reason why it'd work yeah this doesn't exist yet therefore yeah. we think there's an audience for it because yeah. no one's seen it mm. but, but everyone's
1: like, so scared aren't they mm. because there's so much money at stake and everyone's reputation is always at stake that You see it in every area, whether that's... I mean, I don't know anything about this, I don't do this, but that's why they're making sequels all the time, or reboots, or or whatever. So Mm -hmm. there's this... But there is an appetite for new stories and for different takes on things. It's just that, that we can't seem to... So well, it, it takes you know? this
3: effort to yeah, feed that. Exactly. It, it does yeah. get yeah. fed,
4: but it takes that effort. It mm. does, and I mean, probably what isn't wise if anybody out there is planning it is not to do a period piece. If no. <laughs> you're going to no. do something, but the thing is, that was was part of the newness of it yeah, was that that it was that, was, that, it. It was, yeah, that yes. was it was set in the 1860s and wasn't a, a contemporary piece. It wasn't, so. an,
3: it wasn't in that regard an art house period no. piece like say Lady Macbeth. I it know. was it was a mainstream period piece on a lower budget, so yeah. it fell through or it fell through all, it fell it through fell, between yeah. all sorts of. stories. And into all sorts of cracks because of its what strange made it, nature. Its
0: USP was the very thing that went against it. Yes. it? So, yes. Yes. Mm. yes,
2: yes, And what about casting? So obviously you've got a lovely cast mm. with we have. with mm. Alice, even Jack Davenport, mm. Richard O'Brien, Gillian, and yourself, mm. Emily.
1: <laughs> <I dropped laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Gray like, McTavish.
4: Graham McTavish, of oh, yeah, course, is yeah, wonderful.
2: How did yeah, how that saying. come about? How did you cast?
4: Well, actually, casting was a part of our nightmare. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this because Alice was. Um, one of the actresses who never asked this, but I was always surprised considering that the male lead was only just to give you an example. The male leads only needed for two weeks mm-hmm. and the female lead was needed for the full five to six weeks. Every single actress we offered it to asked who the male lead was.
3: Wow and then finding the male lead had to find an actor whose ego was was could accept and they not were all european a, they all were, the ones they were that agreed
4: to do it all the ones well, because yeah. we had a few mm-hmm. were were not were a european
3: oh we called him male lead but really you look at the film he's, 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 he's the key supporting he's one he's a supporting of the key supporting sure. actors happens yeah, yeah, to be yeah. a man but we called him him
0: male lead just because you need to give it that definition that's fascinating you? Yes. do you think yes. that so is for the actress asking or the the actors mm. asking that question about who mm. the male lead is mm-hmm.
4: I find it's, it it's terrifying, just, but
0: it's it's just conditioning. So it's, made, it's just because they're so used to.
4: They didn't. A, they didn't believe. Yeah. This is what it comes down to, and this is the problem. Yeah. They didn't believe that anybody would be interested in that movie, and unless it was a, a, it based upon who the man was that they were playing opposite. Yeah.
0: yeah.
4: And and some it could have been different. Perhaps it was important to them that they knew who they were going to be. With, but at the, the same time, well, yeah, credibility, yeah. like, so like, like a credible. But we had sure, credible yes. people like Graham and Richard mm-hmm. attached already, so that wasn't really uh, an, an issue. issue. And and Neil had worked with very very famous people, it so did, yeah. you know we didn't have any of those. So it must have been yeah that, and I just found it. We were, I was so perplexed because, as you've seen from the movie, her. Interaction with that character is fairly only it's really at towards the it's, end of yeah. the movie. It's um I don't spoiler alert, um but you know it's not so much uh, at the at the beginning or you know so she's they, sort of they, are they
0: maybe asking these questions before reading the script? It sounds like they're sort of like just um, they're, okay. getting, they're almost getting there. Here's
3: the I, project. Who's no, in it? it I you know. think when you read the script, I think you kind of realise that there's a romantic interest mm. that she has. I mean, uh, her sure. own, the other male lead in that regard is Graham's character, bully. She has uh, Alice's character has a lot of interaction with him, but lot, the, the romantic. Yeah interaction mm. is with Jack's character. But also so I guess it Which I guess it's like who who one who are these people and who's the who's the person we're identifying as a male lead? Mm, yeah. Who's playing him? One, because that will give a credibility tick for the film, but also, who am I going to have to. But the
4: men didn't ask. I was going to the say, did the men ask? Men ask? Yeah, no. But
1: yeah, but I. Because I, I didn't think about any of that stuff. Yeah. But for me, if I get a script in those, you know, um, intimate moments or whatever, mm. I'm going to want to know who that guy is just before case, I see any
4: of Or in
2: case they've had a relationship with him in the past or yeah, they don't like him. You know, him I've maybe? turned
4: on something down. I've turned something down because the guy also. Sure, but me, I, 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 I mean, maybe this is just a personal thing, but I didn't. The intimacy, there is no. Um, Full on sex scene or anything like that, and it's so well, I don't know. No, if but in there, no, the was, previous draft there yes. was it was more yes, there's a seduction more, of some sort, I, I guess. Suppose. Yes. And the,
3: and the two actors who were you know Jack was the one that that we were fortunate to get, but the other actor who spoke with we met and spoke mm. with about his role, they were the only two who said, and they said directly to me. By the way, I'm not I get this completely. I mm-hmm. get that it's the woman's film and uh, that it's, you know, it's Charlotte's movie and that I'm gonna and I'm absolutely comfortable because it's a really interesting character here, the male lead, mm-hmm. uh, in front of a better term. And I'm really just look forward to the fun of doing something in that small concentrated period of time mm. with that character. The two that that we got through to, who mm-hmm. took it seriously, both expressly said that. That's they wonderful. weren't afraid. Yeah, yeah but, you great. Know,
2: did you um audition them i doubt it i'm just going to put it out there it was a direct offer yes it was, uh, offer, yes, it was to,
4: yeah. to the, yes all the people that we offered to were incredibly credible the women and the men mm-hmm. they they had um vast resumes and were you know of of a particular stature, know, stature. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. how do you act as a producer and a performer on set how do you wear those two hats I, I just, how, so yeah. you're in presumably costume at some point so I'm saying, Oh, Catherine's not turned we, up. We, stuck no, in my park. We, mud we par had, a, we had a,
3: an agreement, didn't we? That, that you were you're, you're never going to be seen with a phone doing producing no, on set No, you know?
4: and I um, really didn't want to. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. though I might have been on the phone all night till three in the morning or whatever and ca- came to work looking like rough as a badger's backside which mm. um, is good for the role yeah fortunately I was that. playing no well she didn't Slack. gel she looked gorgeous <laughs> no no I, I, I it's fine I didn't so you fine. had
0: a rule that's basically when you're acting not
4: to. only acting yeah yeah, yeah, I, just, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah, want to really cool. I remember I had line producers and production managers and sure. all that so I mean
3: the important thing on the set was, was your performance because in the Absolutely. end as much as all that shit goes on behind what's on the screen is all that's left. Yeah, it's yeah. all that we are asking the audience to care about. Not not the, no. the hardship that anyone, especially Emily, went through to get it no, made. No, it's so about entertainment. was yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just. I think you you disappeared. There was always there yeah. little squirreled away areas where we knew you were going to do your phone. Call, but <laughs> yeah. It was never there was. It never felt like Emily was producing. It felt yeah. like Emily was one of the team of actors. Yeah. Uh, doing what a team of actors do, which is having fun in between, keeping it light. Uh, you know, getting getting intense when they need to, getting their performance, and then having fun again. And it never felt like it's only when you were absent that everyone thought, okay, oh, she's going down. <laughs> and <everybody's using> <laughs> yeah,
2: she's yeah, sat yeah.
4: writing notes yeah, in yeah, the back
2: yeah, of the wagon yeah, going, yeah, yeah. oh, that went wrong, didn't <laughs> it? Running
4: to the bank. <laughs> that happened once. I yeah. had to rush to the bank and they were like late. Oh, wow. And um, oh, because yeah. a, a transfer hadn't gone through, yeah. that was rather crucial. Mm-hmm. I heard about that from your mum. Oh, <laughs> yeah. did, so, you like, did your
0: yeah. mum come in and say that transfer hasn't gone through? No. Maren, to, like, Maren was a, so she floated in. As, as
4: usual. So Maren was a, an executive producer on this, as you probably can tell, rightly so, rightly right? So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she was also very helpful to me because she was probably annoying people on set. That probably did happen a bit, but um, it was good. She because she uh, really helped a lot and she got sponsors and she got all the locations oh, and she did she she was good at doing those kind of yeah, things she's yeah, good at going yeah. and brokering stuff she sounds wonderful yeah, yeah, yeah. no she's awesome yeah
3: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by etsy so you need to get an amazing gift wait no the perfect gift and it needs to say i'm a thoughtful person and i appreciate you and i know exactly what you like all at the same time Well, Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, or the pasta lover. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now.
4: And so there was her as well as the line producer, yeah. and the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fine because Neil. Um, uh, just uh, ov- obviously, you can tell Neil's not a temperamental director. I've worked with some directors that need management. He's just not one of those guys. So or or women mm-hmm. don't um, see the point. Don't yeah, see the point, and no, and yeah. so yeah. he's yeah. very much like. What's my restriction? I've got to get this thing done. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and that's why I knew it'd be fine. There's some directors that go great producers not here. Let's like how much can we get, which is so counterproductive. Yeah. Of course
0: it and yeah. only get into yeah. your next day. So yeah, yeah. And, yeah,
4: and 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 you know that's you don't want to be pulling plugs on people and stuff. So I just didn't need to worry, mm-hmm. and yeah. I wanted him to feel that he didn't need to worry that he'd be doing a shot, and I'd go, oh, by the way, Neil, um, I think you know you want yeah. to turn the camera on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes. uh, well, yeah. and you, I need another five takes. Mm-hmm. During oh. during
3: the rewrite of the script in the in the, in the very late prep, mm. it was great because we had that conversation yeah. about the fact there are summer honeys lines that actually ought to go to other characters, and there are summer honeys scenes that will just have they're the you know when you're shaving things down exactly. you in, you in the to, edit they'll have to was, go. And what was great is you you knew that the film was more important than... And in fact, what makes the characters work in the end is making the film work. Therefore, what makes the actors' performance Mm. work is what is making the film work. None of of that was an issue at all, was it?
4: No, I I don't really... I mean, I suppose that is a benefit of being a producer. I always saw the bigger picture. So um, I didn't... uh, Of course, I've got an ego, but really, I just wanted. to the film to look the best knowing that that would also make me look the best Yeah, so, totally, totally. so and I knew as well I suppose because we're friends and we've been working that Neil wouldn't let me do a bad take and let it ride mm. he would he would let me do mm. another one and so I trusted him with that too I think that's a fear if you're producing and then you start to act that 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 the director doesn't isn't going to look after isn't going to speak you. Up, yeah. Yes,
0: that myth of the the shouty, mm. angry director mm. is going away. It it's did good talk to things, things to
3: young filmmakers. I say a director is there. One, they have a vision of the film, but mm. depending on whether you've written it and you're producing it yourself, that's either entirely your vision or actually it's a shaped, it's your shape of someone else's initial vision, which could be a producer's or an original it's writer. It's a team sport. It's a team mm. sport, and the director is the one who answers the questions that everyone has. Yeah, a director is there to answer those questions and to know the answer, and that's your job. You just got to know. What is the best that you can get out of other people? I always say it's a great privilege as a director because you you, you're all the way through a process. Other than the producer, they're all the way through the process. But I guess I have the closer relationship with the with the creative people throughout than a producer. And so unless they want
4: money, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, the prep
3: team, the shoot team, the 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 edit team, the post production team. It's you just you're aware there are so many great crafts people who know what they're doing and mm. want to give you their best mm. and it's about knowing when to, to to take that like an actor like taking an actor and saying this actor is going to inhabit that character and it will be as much them and their style and their take as it will be what was written on this page it's the same with the DP and the, and even the first AD in their job it's about getting the best out of them yeah, yeah and letting them express themselves but knowing where it fits and knowing where it doesn't fit and that's where the certainty you just have to be certain I think a lot of shouty directors it comes from a, a lack of confidence um and that kind mm-hmm. of ego needing to get over that but if you know what you want and you know what you need and if you're happy to compromise in the right way which comes down to when there are so many hours in a day and you have you've only got one day to do this scene you have to get you have to schedule it in the right way so you shoot the important stuff first because you mm-hmm. may not get round to the to the other stuff to the icing it may not there may not be time for that and it's having the confidence to know when when you've got it and when to move on yeah. and what you want is those experts to come and say I need I need one more take for the make, and you've got to say it it, it this works yeah, that yeah, scene no, works for yeah. the film, yeah. and we will now move on. You sometimes to...
0: actually, uh, you know, you think the director should be the person saying no, we're, we're doing more yeah. and more. But sometimes S- actually, yes, it's, it's it's the techs around you, yeah. the experts that you bring on board, yeah. board mm-hmm. and they come to you and say, CJ, look, or you know, yeah. Neil or Charles, yeah. yeah. But uh, they uh, they say, well, look, you might want one more, and here's why, and you go, yeah. Damn it, you're right. Yeah, okay. So that's. it's, it's,
2: It's Danny Boyle's wonderful quote where he says, Everyone on my set is a mini-director. Yes. So the costume is a mini-director, the sound guy, because then they're telling you what's right and what's wrong, and they can come and whisper or say something to you, you are the first, and then you've got that great team around you, which is what
3: we always say. It's all about getting that great team. And and I consider my biggest role is to have the movie in my head Mm -hmm. so all those demands and requests fit into the movie in my head so I can, at a certain point, sometimes say, you're dead right, that's worth an extra take, even though we're running out of time. Or... That doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to use that Yes, or or that's... It works because of these other reasons, and it works because it fits into the shape and the feel and the tone of what we shot three days ago. And and it's just... You've just got to have that map of the movie in in your head the whole time. What about um, working with actors yourself? Obviously, you've worked with some big names, Dame Maggie
2: Smith, and obviously, (laughs) Alice even Jack Davenport on this. And we'll, we'll talk mainly about The Stolen. How was it for you working with you know name talent how,
3: how do you approach it I, I love i love it i love it and in fact interesting enough uh um alice reminded me of kristen scott thomas
4: yes you uh, are are with her, in Of course, in yeah. the, they're
3: both uh, in the best kind of way they're both they're both unpredictable you don't necessarily know what you're going to get from one take to the next yeah but actually that's incredibly exciting because you can get a take i mean a, a direction like just a bit more energy it can go wildly energetic wow a direction okay. Like, okay let's turn the energy it can go wildly the other way and what's great is you can shape that mm-hmm. in the cutting Room. But what you get is a, is a is an is an actor, both in in Alice and Kristen actually, who wants to completely understand the material, be very comfortable where they are within the arc of that scene and within the arc of the whole story, and then they want to try different things. Even though I don't necessarily think that's how they describe themselves, that's what they need to do. Jack um, was like Maggie. Actually, really solid, sturdy actor. Once he was comfortable with what he was going to deliver, he the shades it. of the same thing. Yes. His little, okay. little tweaks. Mm. And you could get through just two takes with them and you, you, they've given you this kind of range of performance, which... It's when you watch them on the screen afterwards that you realise what they were giving you. So uh, there are times when, um, it happened with Jack a couple of times, but it definitely happened with Maggie, where I'd say, just a little bit of this and this and that. And she'd go, oh, okay. And you know, she'd do another take, and then you realise, oh, shit, it was actually all there in the previous take. It's just that it's only when you look, it's only when you concentrate on her on the screen afterwards in the cutting room that you realise she was delivering it to you. It's really exciting. It's, it's exciting work with it all. Every, every actor brings something of themselves, they bring their take on their character, their requ- the demand, I suppose. On them is that they bring their knowledge of their character and their character's story because they've and worked really hard on it already. Yeah. They've and they've want to fight for homework, those moments. Right? They want yeah. to fight for those revelations. So you're great at that. You so so fight. You came always to every scene. Whether we could end up using it is looking at Jill. I'm sorry, to Jill. Turn up. up to every scene, on time. to every scene with 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 where it fit your character story, Jill's character story. Now, whether we can end up using that or not is just a thing about the editing. That's another issue. But on set there's an entire world being created and it's a different world for each character. You get a character, an actor like Richard O'Brien who, who's, one, who's absolutely fantastic in this film yes. and he yeah. comes to I want to do it Irish. Okay, I want to <laughs> speak like this. Great. Because because in the end, it's, it's, it's people giving their best. How was your experience,
2: Jill, on The Stolen? As just an actor point of view, obviously you're in New Zealand. It's
1: Yeah, I mean, what a, an incredible thing. I got to go to New Zealand, I got to hang around with this lot every day. It was amazing. So, the group. So we all just clicked straight away. Mm, I mean, mm. Graham, I don't know very well, but I'd met him a couple of times through a year. And he is just the coolest guy, right. isn't he? He's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. Um, Stan Walker who plays Matai was we'd clicked straight away and he is in Australasia he's so famous he's a recording Mm. artist
3: singer songwriter so we went to
1: the supermarket and like people would like freak out we went for a drink and we had to be we got mobbed and we're escorted out by security, it was unbelievable. It's quite quite interesting because... Oh, he's so good. good.
4: He was really, when we were shooting, he was the most famous person on the shoot. Nobody really knew who anybody else was. Um... They really wouldn't have, but they all knew who Stan Walker was. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, he that was, in, I didn't really grasp it till we got mobbed.
1: No, night. well, I didn't know because I'd spoken, um, me and Neil had had our like pre, um, pre-flight pre chat about the character and all that stuff. And you said, oh, we've cast this great guy, like look him up. And, and I Googled him and I was like, oh, wow, cool. He's got an amazing voice, obviously, like, you know, didn't really understand. But he's like, it's like Cheryl Cole. Mm-hmm. It's like if you went to the supermarket with Cheryl Cole. Like how mobbed you get it was unreal, wow. but he's the most down to earth, yeah, normal. Lovely guy. Funniest, most generous guy ever. And they did really well with my apartment. My apartment had a hot tub. So I was obviously the most popular person on set. So every, it was. Hot <laughs> <didn't> tub, party? You? <laughs> you? weren't invited. That's the <laughs> <box>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, so fuck me, he's not giving me what I want. Did
2: you officially do on your hot tub party? Absolutely. Any
1: no, sh- sh- every, no. Everyone, you was very clean. You can't maybe talk maybe about dishes. publicly. Well, it was, only, it was only Stan and Cohen. It was only me, Stan and Cohen. So it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cohen nothing weird. Cohen Holloway was a
4: comedian in the yeah.
3: And <laughs> he was in Hunt for the Wilder People and he's yeah. in Thor.
4: Yeah. He's one of the blue yeah.
3: scavengers. He's the yes. main blue scavenger in yeah. Thor. Yeah. 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 Well, because
4: he's very good friends with uh, Taika Waititi, So And okay. he's been in all of Taika's films. And apparently he told me that um, Tiger likes him to be in it as he's like his good luck charm. So even if he's only got a tiny part, he always... I guess that's, that's cool. cute. But yeah. he, he
3: drove Stan around. He was Stan's taxi driver, I think, for quite a lot of Pretty time. Pretty
4: yeah. yeah. They would go oh. on
3: little
1: excursions
4: yeah.
3: Yeah. Nice. and stuff, often to hot pools.
1: Yeah. They would go to hot pools. It was such a cool thing. And obviously, like, you know, I really like working with Neil.
3: It was great watching you all. It was great watching in between takes, you know, because there's plenty of other stuff we've got to do. Aaron, mm-hmm. watching you guys just... Um, have, not have. And I don't mean have fun. In we a did. Driveway, we really did. Have fun, watching you keep yourselves energized yeah. and just on it, and it was really good. There was a lovely feeling on set.
4: But see, on this film, you couldn't throw a shoe without hitting one of my relatives. They were all working <laughs> on it, right? So I heard every. I knew everything. I knew. Everything people did—I knew how many styrofoam cups people were using. I knew like everything. What were they and using them for? <laughs> exactly, talking to each Lizzie other said. like telephones, yeah. printed to their ear with a bit Lizzie of string. Said, they're, they're, you know, come back, There's a lot of wastage on on the unit truck and this and that and, you know. So when I went to the line producer and said, "Oh, I've heard that this and this is happening," and she said, "Emily." On a normal shoot, all this would go on and you'd never know. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah. basically, probably true. But it was yeah. good that I knew about some of it. Because my, my, even my husband was working on it. So he rang me a couple of times going, bloody hell This is going on. La 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 la. So I had to. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. We had. I mean, the, the set build
3: was was fantastic. I mean, mm. we took over a, a place called Ferramede Heritage Park, which is like a kind of a bits theme. of bits of New Zealand colonial history. It was a theme mm. park. A theme park, really. Yeah. yeah. But we took over one uh, a few buildings and turn the interior of the bar in Goldtown is the interior. It's a stable interior of the, the, the heritage park, mm-hmm. and then we built that. There's an exterior shot as they arrive at Goldtown. There is. Yeah. It built yeah. that set. That was actually a, this this land which needed a bit of clear. Anyway, mm. it had just become a dump right. um, with grass growing, so you didn't realize it. You thought it was just a hill, but actually, it was a hill made up of just stuff that had been dumped and grass had grown. They cleared that away and they built this exterior set, um, and it was just beautiful to see something on that scale. One, given the budget that mm. the schedule we had, it's amazing that we did. But to see like the old-fashioned way of like a full-sized, massive bar hotel being built in that valley yeah, it was just—it was, just it was amazing to see the
1: whole thing. It just felt so huge, like steam trains and. Mm. All that I mean mm. I've I've never done a film mm. with as much going on as this. Massively ever. ambitious
3: scale and uh, you know and the reach as it should be beyond our grasp and every so often we got there and times when we didn't, we there, there was enough going on that it we it was made to work. It somehow the people well, pulled they together. Bi-
4: they even built the whole of Chinatown, didn't yes. they? Oh god, yeah, yeah in the woods so, of the yeah. Of like, yeah.
3: So. It was an incredible effort, and and the usual stuff: people working ridiculous hours, and and as usual, the design crew and that team always working almost twenty-hour days, mm. with the same commitment that you always get on on films. So it's no different from any other low-budget uh, film production. But it's just there was something about I think it's something for us being out there. Mm. Um, I was out there for what three and a half months, I think. Mm. So like through midway through soft prep all the way to a few days after the shoot, and we did one day of additional shooting for some of the exterior, big exterior travelling shots. And it's like this bubble. It's like this bubble of time Mm. spent in New Zealand where pretty much, in fact, I only had one and a half days off and one day, Jack drove me and the editor down to Akaroa uh,
4: <laughs> through the
3: fog. So we didn't really see much. And the yeah. other half day, I can't remember what I did, went to Christchurch for the first time. But, but this idea of immersing myself because, you know, I was away from my family. So mm-hmm. I was just going to be there for the movie. Mm-hmm. And that worked out because literally there was something to do every single day of every day of the week. Um, and it was absolutely fantastic. A really memorable experience. That's and correct. the light of New Zealand, the yeah, light, the quality of light to that country. It's like a veil's been lifted. It's like England with something that's been washed. The windscreen's been washed and you see it clearly. And it affects how the shots are. There's a glow... There's mm. a silverness and a kind of it, it's beautiful and it's a very green, very earthy uh colour scheme to New Zealand, which I think reflected in the movie. In fact, uh, i told the story before, but in the grade in Germany, I think that the, the Grado is a great guy just by himself, just thought Western, I'll go Western. and He went at very, all the sunsets were very yellow. Mm-hmm. It's very Arizona. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. The sun isn't yellow when it sets. It, it's silver and then very, very deep red. But let's go for that silver look go for that kind of grey Mm. sort of desaturated looks. Everything in the first grade, the first pass he did was completely very American Western. I mean, in the space of a day, we turned it to to the look now. It looks amazing.
2: And it is, look, it's a fantastic film. It is out now. Go check it out. Go try and find it. Really do. It's a wonderful film. Support indie film. Support this film. It's really great. There's a digital release as well. There
4: is. There is. So the digital release for the UK is the 11th of December, but also DVD. And I think it's on Amazon, Google Play, all the usual stuff. So if you miss it at the cinema, which you really shouldn't
2: It's a cinema film, you should Disney watch it for the really beautiful. For that. Um, get it but on if you
4: digital, do, and blow it up. Yeah.
2: yeah, or, out or get battle. it on your big plasma yeah, screen yeah. at home yeah, and yeah. watch yeah. it there. Eleventh of December yeah. twenty seventeen. Check that out. Thank yeah. you. Charles,
0: no one has plasma screens anymore. It's all do what it have a what do call them? LED. LED, fax, plasma. Put it through your fax machine. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'd love to talk to you all day. I could go on about for ages. But I think we nearly we did. did. We nearly did. <laughs> um, where can people follow online so that people can follow you and find out more
4: about you guys? Emily, let's start and with you. mum. <laughs> my mum. You can probably tweet her, though she's not very good at tweeting. Um... <laughs> thestolenmovie.com is all the details for the movie mm-hmm. and the booking my twitter handle is emily cork so just c o r c the stolen movie has a facebook page so mm-hmm.
2: go follow that yeah
4: and Meryn... Corcoran. My mother has an author page on Facebook, so do follow her. On she's a best-selling novelist. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. there's no
2: limits to her. This is incredible talent. She's she's also not only produced you.
0: Yeah.
4: But a <laughs> yes. um, And then there's my Cork Films website as well.
3: Yes, yeah. I, I'm really, I suppose, just Twitter, and it, uh, mine is Neil Keeps Mum. Not um, Neil, but spelled like that. So N-I-A-L-L Keeps <laughs> Mum. That's my Twitter handle. Don't have a, a website, and Facebook is really kind of for family and friends. Yeah. And so it's Twitter, really. Yeah, follow on Twitter, mm. Gillian. Yeah,
1: you can find me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, G and Instagram, Jilly dot
2: And you can follow me at Giles Alderson. You can follow you at C. James Direct you can follow the Filmmakers Podcast at filmmakers pod. Uh, go to our website www.thefilmmakerspodcast.com and go to iTunes if you like this podcast, do support us, do give us a nice review, it really does mean the world to
0: us subscribe, even if you don't listen to them just subscribe, just subscribe yeah. and download them,
2: don't listen to them download it, yeah. <laughs> honestly it does make a big difference, look being prepared is everything you can make your own film but know who your audience is and get out there and do it and remember if you're lucky enough to do well and rise up, it's your duty to send the elevator back down until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.